0: Yo, today's QOD is an exceptional life is a life of low probability. Here we go. of the day show. I'm your host Sean Croxon at SeanCroxon.com. We've got my mainest man, Dr. Sereni Pillay on the show today and I call him my mainest man because his book Life Unlocked, back in 2011 completely changed my life. Like you and I probably wouldn't know each other if I didn't read this book. And his book taught me why I was sabotaging myself over and over and over again. And it taught me what was going on in my brain when I was sabotaging myself over and over and over again. It also taught me that where I did have a fear of failure, I also had a deeper fear of success because if you've never experienced the success that you want, that means it's unknown and it's unfamiliar and your brain is wired for survival. So if success is unknown and it's unfamiliar, your brain's like, nope, I don't want that. Too scary. Too scary in the book and the protocols within it taught me how to take a step back and to observe, like when I was going through it, what's going on in my brain right now. My hippocampus has these memories in it and these memories Maybe about relationships or about money or sales or marketing or myself have these negative, uncomfortable emotions that are stamped onto them. And then when I unconsciously pull up these memories in the hippocampus, then the amygdala fires up and I start to feel anxiety and fear. And then my conflict detector fires up because I want money maybe, but I kind of don't like money because of some stuff I learned a long time ago. I want to be a leader in my industry. But at the same time, I don't really believe in myself because somebody back in the day told me that I'm not a good person and I'll never be anything in my life. And I kind of believed it. And what all what all of this does to the prefrontal cortex. So I can't innovate. I can't make a decision. I can't plan on and on and on. You guys got to check out my upcoming course on this. It's insane. But again, it really helps you to understand what's going on with you, because when you can understand this stuff, you also understand there's nothing wrong with you that everybody goes through this and that it takes effort to be able to rewire the brain to match the person who you want to become. Now, this particular clip, I'm gonna get a little controversial right now, but I think to me, it's just the truth. It's the obvious truth, really. He talks about living an exceptional life. And I'm going to assume if you listen to this podcast every day that you want to live an exceptional life. When I took a seminar with Dr. Pillay about a year ago, he said something that just blew my mind, especially in context of our, you know, our social narrative. And he said, you know, think about a, a bell curve, like everybody's seen a bell curve, Right. And, you know, there's the outliers on the left and the right side. But then in the middle is where most people, the overwhelming majority are kind of packed into the middle. So those are the average people. Now, if you want to live an exceptional life and we consider this bell curve, you have to commit yourself to getting out of the middle and moving over to the right to becoming one of the outliers, You have to commit yourself to getting a different result, a different outcome as compared to everybody else who's in the middle. Now, we have a social narrative right now about equity and equal outcomes for everybody. And here's where the conflict comes in. If you are arguing for equal outcomes for everybody, you're going to be in a conflict if you, if you want to live an exceptional life. And I mean, when we really think about it, I don't think there's ever been a society in the history of the world where everybody had the same exact outcomes. So we're kind of chasing a unicorn anyway, right? And so the deal is, my friend, if you want to live an exceptional life, you're choosing to live a life, number one, of low probability and you're choosing to get a result that's different than 97, 98% of the rest of the population, and you have to be okay with that. Because if you're not okay with that, again, you're going to be in conflict, you're going to light up your amygdala, you're going to feel fear, anxiety, you're going to feel like you're going to be judged for it and criticized for it, you're going to feel like you're going to be kicked out of the tribe, and some of this stuff is actually true. But you're going to, you have to ask yourself, can you handle it? which you can, can you handle being the exception to the rule is what you need to ponder if you really want to live the exceptional life that you want. Dr. Pillay, coming up after these words.
1: So this notion of possibility is something that I think a lot of you have been asking about yesterday. I think somebody said, you know, I've been thinking maybe I'll make $100,000 a month, but that's just ridiculous and you know, a lot of you have had undertones of this as well, with this notion, I think one of the questions and one of the things we're really invested in as a group is for possibility not to just be some kind of inspiring idea, but for it to actually mean something to you so that you can act into it. And as I said yesterday, one of the things that we're doing, if we look at the next slide, is thinking about the brain as a bridge between you and your financial goals. And so when we think about possibility, one of the things I want you to be asking yourselves, and as I said yesterday, the most important conversation that you could be having is the conversation with yourself. If you can ask yourself these questions, if you can say, why do things seem impossible? How do you change this? And how do you get closer to your goals? I'm sure this is something that everyone's asking, and as we're thinking about this, I want you to be thinking, what are my goals? What feels possible? What feels not possible? Is there some way that I can think about possibility that's different from the way in which I've always thought about it? Today, what we're going to be talking about is the neuroscience of possibility and the notion of living an exceptional life. So how many people here want to live an exceptional life? So pretty much everybody in this audience wants to live an exceptional life. I want you to just take what I'm about to say in very deeply, because this is the truth. By definition, an exceptional life is a life of low probability. It cannot be exceptional if it's high probability. By definition, exceptional means it's not the norm. So if you're using probability arguments, then you're saying, I want to live a life just like everybody else. If you want an exceptional life, we have to make a distinction between possibility and probability. And so when people think of impossibility, really what they're thinking about is the inability to conceive of or imagine a situation. Right? You simply cannot imagine. The thought of Making $100,000 a month is just impossible. Like, how can I get there? You know, I've, been stagn- I've been stagnating at this place for several months now. How is it possible for me to actually change my life? Now, again, I would like you to reflect back on the fact that if you want an exceptional life, really what you want is a life of low probability. Take that in. Because what this should do, if you agree with that, by definition, is that it should eradicate all rational arguments. Take all your rational arguments and throw them out, because that's what probability is about. Which brings us to the next concept, which is that if we think about possibility, is possibility just a cognitive construct? This idea of inability to conceive of a situation, you know, it's a fancy way to frame something. But for you to truly come to action, for you to make your goals happen, all of this cognition, all of this intellectual stuff needs to be converted into an experience. And possibility is really a state of consciousness. It is a way of being. You know, think about things that are distinct. Like when people are um, drunk, it's a state of consciousness. When they're on drugs, it's a state of consciousness. When they are in love, it is a state of consciousness. When they are in possibility, it is a state of consciousness. Being in possibility is a mental state. It is a feeling, you will actually feel what it is like to be in possibility. One of the things that I think is particularly interesting is you know, when John did the meditation this morning, One of the things that I wondered, how many of you experience the fact that when you're in a meditation, there is no time and no space? So everybody has this experience that in a meditation, there is no time or space. There is a line in the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali which states that there is no separation between your desire and your goal. They are only separated by time and space. When you want something, you imagine it's in the future. And when you want something, you imagine you have to go towards it. Well, when you're in meditation, there is no time or space. So the idea of it being in the future or having to move toward it is gone. The boundary between your desire and your goal is completely separate. So it's completely gone, which means that your desire and your goal are one. And what you have to do is uncover the, the, the obstacles that lead you to that particular path. So here's one frame in which you can understand this. In the next slide, what you'll see is that things get clearer as you get closer to your goal, for one simple reason, which is that when you are on this side of the mountain, if there is a pot of gold on the other side of the mountain, you simply can't see it. You are separated from it by time and space. And if I asked any of you, why is it that you think that we should not that you should not strive for 100000 dollars a month or a million dollars a month, you would say, because it's just not realistic. Well, if you accept what I've said, if you accept that to have an exceptional life means a life of low probability, then let's throw away the, these notions of realism. Because if you want a realistic life, you can have a life that's the norm, and that's what you'll get. So, most people, most of us, trust our perceptions. Right? We trust the fact that what we see is what exists. There are only so many number. There's only so many billionaires. There are only so many types of people with a certain way of doing things. What you we believe what we see with our eyes, and I, I'm always astounded by the fact that we construct policies based on what we see. We make decisions about people we fall in love with based on what we see. We make decisions about the goals we want to have based on what we see. And my question to you is, why is it that we trust what we see?
0: that was dr sereni pele wrapping up the week his website is com. i didn't tell you um every month the third wednesday of every month I meet with Dr. Serini Pele in a group online via Zoom. It's called Dr. Sereni Pillay Live. He teaches us some really cool stuff. Uh, we have a discussion as well, and you get to apply it in your life and show up the next month and talk about it and discuss. It's really, really cool. Recommend you go to his website again, Dr. Sereni Pillay, and get signed up for that. It's called Dr. Sereni Pillay Live. Uh, you can watch today's talk on the YouTube, but it's called Do Not Trust Your Current Beliefs to Achieve Your Goals, Dr. Serini play. All right, my friend, that is it for me. Please leave a rating and or a review for the show on your podcasting platform. I appreciate it. Follow me on the Instagram at Sean Croxton, and you have a phenomenal weekend. I will see you on Monday. I'm out. Peace.